Our scripture reading this morning comes from Jonah, chapters 1 and 3. Listen now for God's voice as we hear these words. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, son of Amittai, saying, Go at once to Nineveh, that great city, and cry out against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah set out to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. He went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid his fare and went on board to go with him to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. And then a whole bunch of things happened, involving storms and sailors and giant fish. And then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, Get up, go to Nineveh, that great city, and proclaim all the message that I tell you. So Jonah set out and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly large city, a three days walk across. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's walk, and he cried out, Forty days more, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And the people of Nineveh believed God. They proclaimed a fast, and everyone, great and small, put on sackcloth. When the news reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat in ashes. Then he had a proclamation made in Nineveh. By the decree of the king and his nobles, no human or animal, no herd or flock shall taste anything. They shall not feed, nor shall they drink water. Humans and animals shall be covered with sackcloth, and they shall cry mightily to God. All shall turn from their evil ways and from the violence that is in their hands. Who knows? God may relent and change his mind. He may turn his fierce anger so that we do not perish. When God saw what they did, how they turned from their evil ways, God changed his mind about the calamity that he had said he would bring upon them, and he did not do it. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. And now I have the great pleasure of introducing this morning's guest preacher, Our preacher this morning comes to us from Ann Arbor. Reverend Shona Taruza is a commissioned deacon in the United Methodist Church, and she has just started in a new position as the director of the Alpha Alpha House Interfaith Hospitality Network, an organization that helps families who are experiencing a housing crisis. Reverend Taruza has preached at Court Street before for our online worship. But this is her first time with us in person, and we are delighted to have her with us today and also next Sunday. Would you please welcome Reverend Shona Teruza. Well, Happy New Year. So here we are on the very first day of 2023. You know that Facebook meme that was going around last year? 
the year before last, 2022, has been on my mind recently. You know the one that goes, right, we're all going to walk into 2023 real slow. Be good, be quiet, and don't touch anything. (laughs) It's been a rough couple of years, and I think that Jonah from the scripture this morning would have understood how some of us have been feeling. It's just been one thing after another. And like Jonah, I sometimes want to run and hide and just be left alone. And so I find Jonah, the runner, to be a very fascinating character. And so this morning, as we welcome in this new year with all of its possibilities, I'm going to be exploring what we can learn from Jonah's calling. Jonah was called to be a prophet. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And God gave Jonah a task. Go to the great city of Nineveh and preach against it, because its wickedness has come up before me. And so most of us, upon hearing God speak that clearly to us, might feel humbled and just get to work right away. But not Jonah. Jonah said, Huh? Uh, nope, and takes to his heels running. And every time I read this, I have that feeling like you do when you're watching a, a horror movie and you want to warn the protagonist. No, no, no. You can run, but you can't hide, Jonah. Come on, man, this is God we're dealing with here. And this is not because God is some type of villain. Even Jonah at one, at one stage says himself that, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. But not only is God compassionate, we see that God is always there with Jonah. Jonah was able to speak to God at sea, on the ship, in the belly of the fish, at Nineveh. And then finally, at the end of it all, God was there, under the shade of the vine, still trying to talk some sense into Jonah. Even though we have a a lot of dialogue from which we can get a sense of God's character, we have no description of God or any visual imagery to go on, only God's voice. And my understanding of this is that not only was God with Jonah, I see God as being within Jonah. God to me is that voice that tells Jonah that the right thing to do is to help the Ninevites. We all have that internal guide. Some call it their conscience. Some call it their gut instinct or intuition. But us Christians, we call it the Holy Spirit, God. God created us. God created humankind in God's image and likeness. And God's divine breath gives us life. We each individually contain and represent an aspect of the divine. 
And so there really is no escaping God. This Spirit of God, this divine indwelling, serves as our internal moral and spiritual compass. It's right there, buried underneath all of our junk, our baggage, and our ego. It is our pure essence. My favorite spiritual teacher, Father Richard Rohr, calls this the immortal diamond, or the true self. And these are his words. Most souls are initially unsaved in the sense that they cannot dare to imagine that they could be one with God, reality, the universe. This is the illusion of what Thomas Merton called the false self, and what I have taken to calling the separate or small self that believes it is autonomous and separate from God. Your true self is life and being and love. Love is what you were made for, and love is who you are. End of quote. I see living as our true selves, as image bearers, as manifestations of the divine, as our primary and universal calling as human beings. You are called to be who God created you to be here on earth. Our specific and unique callings then emerge from the understanding that God instills within each one of us different gifts, talents, and abilities, which we are able to then use to bless humanity and God's good creation in some way. Our specific callings, the gifts we offer the world, can be different from our profession or jobs, but there are some who are blessed enough to live out their calling professionally. And here's what I've observed from some of my friends. I have a a good, deeply spiritual friend who is a musician. Creating music brings him joy. And very often, song lyrics and music will come to him at random times, like in the middle of the night, and he won't be able to rest until he has written the lyrics down. And so he creates music just for the sake of it, because he is called to do it. And many years ago, when I first heard him perform, before I actually knew him well, I was moved by the sense of freedom and confidence that he had in sharing his gift with us. And so he is blessed to do this professionally. But I have some other good friends who helped me to sense God's guidance through their gifts of wisdom and encouragement. And so they are not professional life coaches, but sometimes I really feel like I should be paying them. And I have another friend who is is deeply spiritual, and she helps me to see the bigger picture of what God is doing in my life and also out in the world. And so she actually trained to be a spiritual director, but she doesn't charge me. And then I have a friend who has the gift of hospitality, who is a prolific cookie baker, and who is incredibly generous. And so many are blessed by her calling, and yes, including me. And as you can see, it really pays to have friends who have embraced their gifts and have accepted their callings. 
And so choose your friends well, and you'll be set for life. So Jonah was called to be a prophet. And I'm going to be diving much deeper into the prophets. Back here, same place, same time next week, so join us for that. But back to Jonah. He was called to speak on God's behalf to the Ninevites. But unfortunately, Jonah wasn't ready or willing to embrace his calling. Ultimately, though, Jonah was actually a successful prophet because we know that the Ninevites did repent. But Jonah was not happy about this because he hadn't made his peace with God. In fact, the last words we hear from Jonah are that he was angry enough to die. Let's not be like Jonah. Sometimes when we are living inauthentically, not celebrating our true God-given identities, when we try to ignore the God within us, urging us to live out our calling, when we try to run from God, we might end up going through what Jonah went through, a belly-of-the-whale experience, what some call a season of spiritual desolation or a wilderness experience. It's something we will probably all go through at least once in our lifetimes. And if we don't learn the lesson the first time round, we might go through it again speaking from experience here. But when we are able to fully accept who we were created to be and what we are called to do and make our peace with God, we will be truly transformed people, able to transform the world. Our faith will be different, stronger, But it won't be a faith that is based on concrete or absolute beliefs, but it'll be one that is simple and humble, a faith that is at peace with not knowing all the answers, but instead simply trusts in God. Transformed people surrender their egos and all their baggage, and so their motives are much purer. They are not swayed by what people think of them, nor do they live according to the ways of the world. Instead, they'll be driven by a real willingness to do God's will because they truly accept and understand that God knows best. When we live in alignment with God's will, We will work for justice. We will lead with compassion, driven by the God within us. When we show up authentically, we serve as God's healing force out in the world. And this is without any effort or even sometimes awareness on our part. We will be open to receive and rest in God's eternal and unconditional love that will not only sustain us, but also flow through us and bless other people. 
most importantly, when we live in alignment with God's will, we as individuals will experience a deep sense of internal peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding that can only come from God. So here we are on the first day of 2023, a day where people make resolutions and try to figure out how they can strive to be better, more improved versions of themselves. But instead of figuring out how we can be better, I'm wondering how we can be less. How can we simply let go and surrender to God and therefore live more authentically into the people God created us to be? How can we be more open to God's call? And so I've got an amendment to that Facebook meme that I opened with about stepping cautiously into the new year. Instead, people of God, let's step boldly into 2023 as our authentic selves. Let's go and cause some good trouble. Let's make the type of noise that moves mountains. Let's go out and touch and change hearts. So I'm going to close with uh, the prayer that Jonah made to God while he was still in the belly of the whale. Because he, he believed, even though he was in the belly of the whale, he believed that God would rescue him. And you know, despite all his flaws and weaknesses, his disobedience and his disagreements with God, I would say that Jonah maintained his faith all the way through to the unhappy end. And so I'm using his prayer because we've all had a tough few years And we're really still in the middle of a pandemic and have no idea what 2023 will hold. But despite all of that, we can keep our sights, our mind, and our heart on God. We can remember that God is with us and within us, even with all of our messiness, just like he was with Jonah. And so let us pray. I called the Lord out of my distress, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice. You cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the flood surrounded me. All your ways and your billows passed over me. Then I said, I am driven away from your sight. How shall I look again upon your holy temple? The waters closed in over me. The deep surrounded me. Weeds were wrapped around my head at the roots of the mountains. I went down into the land whose bars closed upon me forever. Yet you brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. As my life was ebbing away, I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came to you, into your holy temple. Those who worship vain idols forsake their true loyalty. 
But I, with the voice of thanksgiving, will sacrifice to you. What I have vowed, I will pay. Deliverance belongs to the Lord. Amen.